Are you worried you'll end up in another toxic relationship in your life? This could be a romantic partner or even a friendship. Today, we're going to talk about 10 ways to have healthy relationships after letting go of toxic people. Hey, queens, welcome to But Still She Thrives. Do you want to stop getting caught up in that wicked web of a creepy, crawly narcissist? Do you find yourself up late at night replaying the abuse you put up with and wondering how you can heal now? Do you wake up hoping for healthy relationships and peace only to feel totally exhausted and mind effed? Girl, I see you. I'm Christy. I too had to disconnect from toxic people in my life and I wished I could undo the damage. I felt ashamed, lonely, and kind of lost, but I'm a stubborn Italian and I refuse to give up. I found ways to recalibrate my mind and body more quickly than I thought and can now share them with you. In this podcast, you will find coping tools, healing methods, and confidence boosters so you can trust yourself and find peace and freedom. So shields up, ladies. Let's go protect our peace. Are you feeling lost after post-narcissistic abuse? I'm your girl. I got you. This is my specialty. Go check out ways to work with me at www.christyjade.com. Click on work with me and find all fun ways you can work with me, whether it's one-on-one coaching or a pre-recorded boundaries course. Okay, story time. For me, when I started to really set boundaries in my life, it was not just romantic relationships, but friendships as well. I had not realized what I had put up with and wondered if I even knew what a normal relationship or close friendship looked like. I had some controlling ass people in my life (laughs) and maybe developed some codependency. But now I have an amazing husband and only awesome, uplifting, supportive friends. And I don't tolerate shit from anybody. It's so peaceful. So there is hope. Let's dive in. Number one, take the time to heal. That could be meditation. It doesn't have to be an hour-long meditation, just a few minutes in the morning to start your day. Yoga, journaling, time with just you to sort stuff out. It is a process. It's just really letting your body, your mind, your heart, all that stuff kind of sort through. What the heck just happened? All right, this doesn't mean you can't date or go hang out with new people, but make sure you're carving out time for just you to heal on a weekly basis. Number two, forgive yourself. A lot of us carry guilt after we leave an abusive situation. We're in survival mode while we're in it and don't evaluate and see things like we do when we finally get out. You may think, how on earth did I put up with this? Or how did I let my kids see this? There will be a lot of questioning going on and that is normal, but you did the best you could with what you knew inside of that relationship. So give yourself grace. You're here now climbing out of an ugly dark hole And you have to focus on the climb up into the light, not looking back, making it harder on yourself. So be proud of where you are now and let that guilt go. Three, evaluate what you want in a relationship, how you want to feel. Literally write a list of what you want in a relationship. You were probably never asked this before, so it could take a minute. What do you want? How do you want to feel? What's a deal breaker for you now? What are characteristics you want in a partner? Make it fun. I did this years before I met my husband and he hit about 95% of the wants I had. He was an introvert though. I thought I wanted an extrovert. Guess what? I probably didn't want an extrovert. Two extroverts, two wild extroverts in one place 
can get a little crazy. So sometimes we also think we might want something and that changes, so that's okay too. But I found an amazing guy with a lot of check marks on my list, so there is hope. Number four, take things slow. You may have codependency tendencies, just a thing. So this may be tough, but trust that the right person will take it slow with you. You need to go slow to be able to go in cautiously and protect your heart as you start to navigate new relationships of any kind. Number five, slowly try to trust again, not blindly, right? You don't wanna go in like just trust in everybody, but by setting expectations, you can trust yourself more than you think. So knowing that yes, you missed some red flags or you stepped over some red flags, you're on the other side, you know what it feels like, you have that experience to start to build trust with yourself. Number six, don't punish your new person for your old one's mistakes. While it's great to look out for red flags, don't create problems that do not exist. But if you're open about your past with your new partner, eh, don't go doing that on the first date, okay? But once you feel comfortable enough, talk about your history and let them in on that and be vulnerable. So if things do come up, you can talk it out. Listen to your intuition. Most people that were in abusive relationships did get warning signs, but ignored them or excused them. This is where you have a chit chat with yourself and promise you will not overlook signs this time. Once you're on the other side, it is easier, like I said, to see them and you now know the damage toxic relationships can cause. So you are more likely to back away with the red flags before you are already sucked in deep. Number eight, prioritize self-care. If you know me, you know I could preach on this all day. I actually have a planner. It's a planner pad. It's awesome. I have it for sale. It will be in the description notes or you can email me at fiercemamac at gmail. But this planner makes you prioritize self-care every day at the top. And then it has an hourly planner. And on the back, it's got a space for gratitude and for to-dos, all the fun. So check that out in the show notes. But self-care is so important. That's why I created it. And especially when you've been through abuse, your body has been through heck. Your body, mind, spirit, everything, right? So you have to prioritize yourself for once. Do the things that light you up, all of them. Take fun classes, get a massage, leave your room messy and curl up with a good book, but take care of you. Number nine, keep your heart open. I promise there are amazing people in this world that's romantic partners, that's friends, they're out there. And I know you might feel like your heart is hardened, but it will soften with time and if you allow it to. So I encourage you to keep your heart open and you will find loving, supportive people that will fill those deep, dark holes full of narcissistic jackasses. Oh, sorry. Okay, here we go. Number 10, get support for helping with your triggers and your processing, all of the stuff that your mind, body, and soul are going through. You need support. It's important. This could be a therapist. This could be a life coach specializing in narcissistic abuse like me. So whatever it is, get some support. Surround yourself with supportive people and start your healing journey. I am so proud of you for getting out of your toxic situation, and I hope that this helps you on your journey. Now it's time to feel free and live a life of peace. You are amazing. You are important, really important, okay? And you deserve happiness. So see you in the next episode. Smooches and deuces. 
If you are loving this podcast but want a little more customized guidance, go to my website at www.christyjade.com and go to the Work With Me tab to find ways you can work with me. I would love to help you. Also, don't forget to look in the show notes, aka the description of this podcast, for any related links that I mention and more Christy Jade fun. <laughs> <laughs>